I know what it's like to run a business, to make payroll, to try to allure uh, great employees. And one of the things that we did in our region, which was so important, was to establish a 401k long before any other private employers. Welcome to Paychecks Thrive, a business podcast where you'll hear timely insights to help you navigate marketplace dynamics and propel your business forward. Here's your host, Gene Marks. Hey, everybody, it's Gene Marks, and welcome back to another episode of the Paychecks Thrive podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. And I have a special guest today. It is Representative Claudia Tenney. Uh, Congresswoman Tenney is a Republican from New York State. Actually, I think in Paychecks' general area, right? Congresswoman, like somewhere in that, that you, all of you New York State people. Um, but we, we're not talking about New York State right now. We are talking about a, a new bill that the Congresswoman has um, proposed and, and put out there for uh, you know, to to see how far it goes into the process. And it's an important one. It's called the Retirement Investment in Small Employers Act or the RISE Act. So first of all, Congresswoman, thank you very much for joining us. I'm thrilled that you're here. Um, and because you're sponsoring this bill, uh, please tell us all what it's all about. Yeah, well, thank you for having me on and why this is important. And yes, Paychecks is was founded uh, near where I represent. I have uh, New York 24, which now spans north of Clayton all the way to Lockport, including the Finger Lakes. And Tom Galisano, the founder of Paychex, still has a lake house on Canandaigua Lake. So uh, uh, the fa- he's still there. And I am a Paychex customer as well. So have been for many years. As are, there's connections and, uh, all over the place here, right? right? <laughs> yeah. It's overlapping. So uh, yeah, and they're, uh, but you know, it's look, this is really important. I'm also a small employer. Uh, our business uh, was started in 1946, and we, ha- we we at one point had over 120 employees and we're down to about 65. We sold off one division of the business in 2004, which was a newspaper that I ran mm-hmm. before I got involved in politics. So uh, I know what it's like to run a business, to make payroll, to try to allure uh, great employees. And one of the things that we did in our region, which was so important, was to establish a 401k long before any other private employers uh, were able to do that. We also had a very comprehensive and terrific healthcare plan. Uh, not so great now, uh, post 2010, but we still provide those things because they're things that matter to our employees and they help us uh, get a competitive edge on getting good, competent employees uh, to work for us in a very rural re- region of upstate New York. So um, I'm very passionate about small business issues as a small business owner. The whole reason I even ran for the state legislature and eventually Congress was to help our small business community. Our, our business has been an NFIB, National Federation of Independent Business Member, for many years. We're involved with all types of, of groups. Uh, we have a small pharmaceutical and uh, kind of a mixed packaging company is what we do. Oh. But the reason we came up with this idea was there are some very small employers, you might say really micro employers, uh, and I'm, I'm working with Congressman uh, Dan Kildee, who's a Democrat from Michigan, who's actually very strong on a lot of these issues, really great on small business, understands uh, what's happening. And so it's always great to partner with a Democrat. And we always try to partner with a Democrat uh, in in all my legislation for a number of reasons. One, because I made a commitment to that. And two, I think when you're doing tax policy, it's really important on the Ways and Means Committee where I serve uh, that we get buy-in from both sides so we have a chance of getting these, these things passed. And also when it comes to numbers, I think that we uh, can see more common ground, obviously, as Republicans and Democrats. But basically what we're offering in this bill is a technical fix 
to the secure uh, to 2019 and then the secure 2022 bill. And uh, what we're doing is is giving uh, a little bit more opportunity for small businesses to have an advantage. So a little bit about secure, you know, secure uh, 2019 uh, gave small businesses a 50 percent uh, deduction or, or administrative costs uh, for defined contribution plans for the setup up to a $5,000 maximum startup credit, which was great. Right. Uh, but then we got to the small business owners and then Secure 2022 um, didn't give that same type of benefit to the micro businesses with smaller uh, smaller uh, number, uh, one to 10 employees basically. And so we wanted to open it up for them because they actually create most of our jobs, believe right. it or not, most of the small businesses do. So basically what we did is added a technical fix uh, that will give small uh, micro businesses uh, startup costs, obviously 100% because that was part of secure, the new secure bill, but also administrative t- uh, startup costs up to 5000 and actually for small businesses, a $2,500 credit. Uh, and that would be a credit to their, their taxes, not necessarily payroll. So. Right. Uh, but we think that will be helpful. And uh, we unfortunately, um, there's already secure already covers the payroll tax credit. So you may want to enhance that for your listeners. But that's right. That's something we haven't done yet. Fair enough. So just to make sure. So yeah. the secure 2.0 that came out last December, um, even though there was a tax credit that was available for businesses, really the very, very smallest of businesses, the ones that were less than 10 employees couldn't take fully advantage of that. And the the you know the purpose of of the Rise Act that you've that what you've done is um, to make sure that all businesses can even even the very smallest can get a tax credit. Is this and again if you don't again I, I hate to put people on the spot uh, for any like the details. Do you, do you know is this like a refundable tax credit or is it just a credit that can be applied against future taxes? Right, it's not refundable, but it's uh, you know it goes toward plan startup costs, and that's that's basically where what it does. But it does give an opportunity for these small businesses to share in the same benefits that larger businesses yeah. have the opportunity to share. Which is, I mean, obviously, it's it's extremely important. And and is the bill itself? Um, you said it's like a technical fix, but it is its own separate bill. In other words, it still needs to be. You know, it needs to pass both houses. It does need to be signed by the president. It, do you expect, uh, Congresswoman, that this? This bill itself can, on its own, go through. You know, not only get approval by the House, by the Senate, be signed by the President. Or do you? Is your expectation that it would be tacked onto something else or be included as part of a larger bill? Um, what- yes, I mean, obviously, yeah, we hope that that could happen. There's some reauthorization bills, there's some more appropriate bills, but there's also uh, the marker that we laid out as the. Uh, Ways and Means Committee. Right. Uh, we put out. We passed a bill that uh, is comprehensive. That I think is going to see some amendments if we get that to the floor, and that we could actually be part of that amendment process. And this bill could be added. Certainly, we'll be advocating for that. So there is possibility, and we're looking at sort of. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a rocky road this fall. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be looking at continuing resolutions and uh, and really just uh, a lot of uh, a lot of interesting. Uh, legislating with the very narrow four-seat majority the Republicans have at the moment. Uh, We should be adding another one in December. But, you know, if somebody retires or something happens, you know, obviously we're we're, we're struggling. But again, that's why I emphasize how important it is to have bipartisan legislation. And I think this bill would pass really easily, honestly, if we could get it attached to something and get it out there or get it as an amendment to one of the major bills that we're putting in, whether it's the overhaul, the tax plan, which is you know, there's still a debate about whether the state and local tax deduction 
uh, should be considered at various levels and added on to our original tax bill. Right. That's something that uh, a lot of New Yorkers and blue state Republicans and Democrats are advocating for. So uh, we'll see that will be revisited. And uh, looks, uh, the state and local tax deduction actually expires under the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act at the end of 2024. But there's uh, there's members that are looking for uh, a continuation of SALT or you know, at least a, a change in what the salt mix is right now. Sure. You know, I, w- I would hope that we could talk to you, you know, later on in 2024, as there's so many other parts of the 2017 tax bill that is going to be expiring at the end of that year and in 2025. And I know that's going to be a lot of conversations I'm sure you're going to have, particularly on uh, the Ways and Means Committee that you're on as well. Back to uh, the SECURE, you know, the, the SECURE, the, the RISE Act as well. Can, can you at least give me status of it as it... Um, I know you proposed it. We're speaking right now. It's the end of October. Has this been at all voted on in the House? Um, what, no, what? we haven't had a vote on it. We're going to be introducing that as soon as we get the House open. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> We've introduced it. I mean, we can introduce I think we're going to introduce it this week. But in terms of getting any action on the floor and through the committee, uh, that we can do committee work. So it's something that we're going to be pushing the chairman, uh, Jason Smith from Missouri to to get there. I, I think he would be completely supportive of it. He's a small business person yeah. himself, and and uh, I, I haven't seen. I don't know of any opposition to this bill or why right. it would be controversial. I think it's a real. Whenever you have a technical fix, uh, that's usually not controversial, and I, it's just a matter of pushing that through. But again, the vehicle of getting it there is one of our challenges, and and I think there's ways that we can get it, uh, you know, added on. Uh, we're just looking for for a place and. That will kind of start happening when we get into November and December, when we start getting the crunch into the end of the year right. and seeing what's actually going to be voted on, what we're going to be looking at. And so those those types of, uh, of vehicles may become more apparent at the time. And it's funny to be, uh, you know, you talk about it being a technical fix, which which certainly helps get a bill like this passed. It's small business related. And, you know, you, small business is definitely one bipartisan thing. You know, I mean, nobody fights over small businesses, it seems. So it's, it would just seem like this would have an easier passage than something that might be a little bit more contentious. Is there a similar bill in the Senate? Do you need like a Senate, you know, sponsors of a similar bill to... Uh, yeah, we're working on on making sure that we have exact le- legislation and, and exact language so that we can get buy-in on there. But I, uh, we are working with senators right now who are interested in doing the technical fix. Okay. Uh, I don't have the name of uh, of somebody right now that's definitely going to be putting it in, but I don't think it's going to be an issue. I think the Senate's kind of focused on some other things right now, but we have some great partners in the Senate. And bipartisan, again, we'll, this will be a bipartisan technical fix and a bill uh, that it, although it's not flashy and uh, sexy or whatever, but it is really important to our small business community and especially upstate New York. I mean, we are just a it, it's all small businesses in upstate New York. And, uh, you know, even small manufacturing businesses, retail, there's all kinds of businesses out there that really want to provide for their uh, provide for their employees. But uh, there's it's been challenging with the vehicles and challenging to get that. You know, the startup costs can be very heavy and very high. And so there's a disincentive. We want to create every incentive to protect, uh, you know, employers and making sure that they're giving those incentives to their employees. Great answer. That's great. Uh, The technical fix is great. Secure 2.0 is also great. Uh, My biggest complaint about Secure 2.0, Congresswoman, is that um, not enough people know about it. Um, When I speak about it to groups and associations, um, you know, the details of Secure 2.0 and some of the provisions that it has, you know, matching student loans for retirement and providing emergency funds, things like that that business owners really need to know about, uh, just does not, uh, you know, it's like 
it's just I, maybe there's just too much noise out there and people just don't. You know, that's one of the things like a lot of uh, there's so many resources out there for small businesses. It could be, uh, you know, obviously, you know, paychecks and not, not to give a shameless plug here, but paychecks <laughs> does reach out. I get calls about once a month from paychecks. You know, do you want to add a 401k? Do you want to what do you want to do with your I have a particularly small payroll with them right now. I used to have a larger one, but I you know, but the they're always asking us about what, what we can do to enhance but also there's different organizations. I, I cited the National Federation of Independent Business. Yep. Uh, even SBA offers programs and, and things that small business owners should be taking advantage of. Yep. And we as an office do outreach to small business owners to try to encourage them, you know, through our local governments and sometimes through the state government as well. We have programs to get people aware of it. And by the way, even though you're a CPA, a lot of CPAs and accountants are really helpful and in recommending to businesses. And I recommend to anyone, if you're going to get started, go to somebody who's a professional who does this every day and, and they can give you, you know, the latest and the greatest. I mean, I call my accountant all the time about everything because even though I know what a lot of the laws are, I don't know what's going on in New York state all the time anymore because I'm not there, but you know, they will give us, Hey, are you taking advantage of this? And, you know, we went through COVID. There were so many issues in COVID, you know, that, that we had to fight through and figure out what, we, what we're going to do with it. Uh, and when it came to our tax implications. So, you know, always, uh, I, I always say go to a professional and, and make sure that you've got everything mapped out if you're a small business owner and uh, otherwise, you, and you avoid the pitfalls of what can happen when you start up a business that most small business people aren't thinking about. They're thinking about their great idea or their sure. plan and what sure. they want to do. Sure. And so I'm a lawyer, so I, I say go to your lawyer too, but honestly, your accountant is more important. Yeah. It's, the better it, you, the better accountant he has, the more you're going to avoid having to deal with a lawyer. No doubt about it. And the more, the better the team that you surround yourself with, uh, the better they'll take care of those things where you run your business. Before I let you go, and, and I only ask this because um you really have a lot of experience in, in the world of small business. And I, and I appreciate that. And um, I've not appreciated that enough. And I, so I do have a question for you. you know, now that you spent some time in Washington um, as a small business owner yourself, just assuming that things were easier to get passage through. And I know that is a big assumption, but I was kind of curious um, as a small business owner yourself, what, what, what legislation would you love to see? I mean, is there anything else that's on your horizon or, any other legislation that you think would be really great for, you know, for to be passed that could help? Like, where do you think Washington can help your company the most? You know, uh, well, I obviously just about everything in the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, at least yeah. the full expensing and the investment credits. Those things were really important to my district, my family business, anyone who has a pass through business. You know, that 20 percent yep. uh, deductibility right off the top was really helpful. And yep. so. Any, a lot of the, a lot of really good provisions in the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. I know a lot of New Yorkers don't like it because it was, uh, you know, it was a tough on salt. But we did have a salt standard. And by the way, in my district my, that I represented at the time, my district's a little different now. Only five percent of the uh, taxpayers in my district actually itemized. Right. In my new, new district, it's about five and a half percent. So. I, that's a really low number when you look at everybody else got a tax increase yeah. and our small businesses thrived. And so I would like to see the continuation of so many good provisions of the Tax Cuts and Job Act. I'm willing to see a little bit more on uh, the, the SALT fix. But here's the issue. We, we did that Tax Cuts and Jobs Act through reconciliation because we did not have a 60 vote majority in the Senate. So we had to do it through the budget. Mm. So we had to do a lot of horse trading to get that number to a number that was acceptable to the parliamentarian mm -hmm. in terms of the impact. And there's a lot of talk depending on which side of the aisle you're on. But I think when you look at the growth 
And when you look at the actual numbers that came out of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, and when you look at some of the repatriation money, over a trillion dollars, a trillion and a half, I think, have come back. Those numbers are significant, and they cause significant growth that far exceed the, the static numbers that you're going to you hear people say, you know, oh, geez, you know, it cost us money. But in the end, we actually were, were, had growth. And so in terms of a dynamic scoring, it actually was a real benefit to our country and especially the small business community where it was focused. We could have done even more if we did not have to do it under reconciliation. I hope that we can continue to keep many of those provisions. And uh, I think there's a bipartisan uh, group of people, not everyone, but I think there's a lot of Democrats and a lot of Republicans who support continuing that when, when push comes to shove and we get back to reconsidering that uh, toward the end of the year and actually going into next year, especially now when you see inflation and, and uh, you know, the high cost of energy and a lot yeah. of the complicated issues, mostly coming, by the way, from state government. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. especially I mean, New Yorkers. Yeah, I mean, you, you said a mouthful and I couldn't agree with you more. And hey, listen, the taxes are only what, like 20, 25 percent of our entire income. No big deal. You know, <laughs> so you know anything that can be done to, to keep them low and, and hopefully that qualified small business tax deduction and um, investment tax, research and development tax deduction, which is yeah. uh, that's a huge one. That's one of the that one is huge, huge especially for upstate New York. That's, huge. We have so much research and development going on in New York, and people don't even realize it. Yeah, we have. You know, we this is the company. This is the state that we had IBM, yep. Xerox, Bausch and Lomb, uh, Kodak, and now we have so. You know, we have Lockheed presence. We have. Uh, uh, global foundries, all these other com companies all across our, uh, our, our communities in upstate New York that are producing Corning, you know, un unbelievable companies sure. that, uh, that can really benefit from this. And so the technology is a really important edge for us. We now have Micron uh, just got awarded today, our, you know, the, the award, the national award. So we're going to be going moving forward on Micron as well in upstate New York, which is only about a little over 20 minutes from where I live. So that's that's exciting. Well, listen, I could talk to you all day. This is great about small <laughs> business, but I appreciate the time. I want to wish you best of luck in getting the RISE Act through and passed and signed so we can start benefiting from that. I know there's a lot of small businesses that really would benefit from it. So thank you for all the work that you're doing. Thank you. And thank you to you and Patty Checks and everyone for getting our uh, the communication out to our small business community. You know, there are so many great people, uh, very, uh, you know, aspirational uh, young, trying to really uh, make a difference in the world. And I think that this is the best way that we can help them is get, get out of the way a little bit uh, from government, especially from a tax perspective. I agree. Everyone, I've been talking to Congressman Claudia Tenney from New York. My name is Gene Marks, and you have been listening and watching to, watching, sorry, the Paychecks Thrive podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you learned a lot. Let's wish best of luck to the Congresswoman in getting that RISE Act bill through. Uh, thanks again for watching and listening. We will see you again next time. Take care. Do you have a topic or a guest that you would like to hear on Thrive? Please let us know. Visit payx.me forward slash Thrive Topics and send us your ideas or matters of interest. Also, if your business is looking to simplify your HR, payroll, benefits, or insurance services, see how Paychex can help. Visit the resource hub at paychex.com forward slash works. That's W-O-R-X. Paychex can help manage those complexities while you focus on all the ways you want your business to thrive. I'm your host, Gene Marks, and thanks for joining us. Till next time, take care. This podcast is property of Paychecks Incorporated 2023, all rights reserved. <laughs>